Welcome to the Triple M's Dead Set Legends podcast for Sportsbet. With Sportsbet's Bet With Mates new chat feature, you can now bet and banter all in the one place. So bet with mates chat now. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. And it's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lockman, Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Good morning, team. We've got Joey, Alimo, Kath with you. Jay Z's about to come in and give us all the latest footy news. How are we doing? Can you, oh, very well, thank you, Kath. Can you believe it's round 24? Well, oh, we're here already. Finally. I can now. Finally, and I've, got I've got a little pep in my step. I'm pumped for finals now. Let's get rid of the irrelevant games. I can't wait. just focus on the top eight. Weather's good. Yeah, it's yeah, coming. Yeah, it is getting yes. a bit more sunny. And I believe we had a couple of birthdays during the week in here. Both Limo and Kat yeah, celebrating birthdays. So happy, happy birthday. <laughs> we, had a, we had a joint 30th. 30 and 30. <laughs> 30 for 30. Yes. And uh, it was all good. Kat, did you get any nice presents, Kat? I did get some mm. lovely presents. I think everyone goes all out for your 30th. They do. Well, I got, got nice I, pieces of jewellery. What did you get? I got one present, but I was away last Thursday. My birthday was Sunday. I was away last Thursday, home Friday, and my son goes, Hey, Dad, Mum and I have got you a present for your birthday. And I said, oh, that's great, man. I can't wait to get it on Sunday. He goes, you want me to give it to you now? I said, no, 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 no. Don't give it to me now. Same we'll for wait for Sunday. He said, can I give you a clue? I said, don't give me a clue, mate. I don't. He goes, I'll give you one clue. I said, all right. He goes, it's a watch. I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's, uh, that's that then. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Yes. I'll, I'll act how, shocked when I see it. I'll wait to see what colour it is <laughs> or brand. Uh, what did you do? Did you have a nice dinner or something? I had a few friends over, a couple of drinks. Watched the, watched the footy. Quite enjoyed the Hawks, to be honest with you. Even though we got beaten by Melbourne, I thought hey, we were having a good well. finish to the season. Your Hawks, I think we might beat. You went out, Kath. Did you and the girls go out? Yeah, we went out. A new place called, oh, I don't know if it's that new anymore, but Beverly in South Yarra. It's a nice oh, yeah. little rooftop kind of restaurant set Lovely. up and very nice. No, like your thirties going to be great. You're going to love your thirties. I do think thirties good age. Yeah. What do you think's the best age? Thirties a great age. Ah, uh, fifty. <laughs> if you could go back and repeat one one year, oh, what would it be, Joey? If, oh, take me back to when I was about 20, 21, 22. 21, 22. I'd go. No, I'd, at 20, 21, you're a bit poor, and, or maybe not if you're playing AFL <laughs> footy. But Kath, I'd go the back usual to, person is, is studying or something like that, and you, you, you know. I'd go back to right where you've just been. I'd go back to my late 20s. Yeah. That was a that was prime Good time. Era. Oh yeah, not a, hey, not a care in the world back then. <laughs> Tell you what, game for the ages last night at the MCG, wasn't it? It was a great win for the Collingwood Footy Club, but they have wrapped up their first minor premiership since 2011. Hands off to Dugowie, 45 out, crowd to the rest. Electric start the black and white. Get him out the back, get him out the back, get him through the middle. Advantage pay. Mitchell snaps. Another one for the Red Hot Pies. They are tuning up for September. Gives it to Lipinski. Lipinski ducks, dives, goals. This is an absolute smacking at the MCG. Collingwood by 70 points. Finish on top of the ladder in the home and away season. They tune up nicely for September. They certainly do. Very dominant performance by Collingwood, kicking eight unanswered goals in the first term, really set up the win. And if you're listening to all the pies post-game, they think they're playing Melbourne in week one of finals. Still a bit to play out, but they're obviously backing Brisbane and Port to win this weekend because they think they're playing the Ds at week one, which is probably the most likely situation. And can you imagine Brody Grundy just sitting on the sidelines watching that? Oh, I didn't it, even think your about that. Guts would churn, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh. I maybe I'm being a bit glass half empty, Bill Morose, but um, that would be a really tough watch uh, for him. But you want to start glass half full, Joey, on yep. the Collingwood front because we have had doubts on the on the Magpies, in particular their defence. But I thought Jeremy. How going back there and um, without Murphy and without Moore, I thought he was. I thought he was really good, but it's hard to tell how much you know he can read into it given the other mob were genuine witches hats last night. But I thought that sharpness was back from Collingwood. Yeah, it was. It was a, a strong performance from Collingwood, and you're right. Combined with a really poor performance from Essendon, you get the result you get. But it was a good tune up for Collingwood. They needed that a, a strong defensive performance. Their pressure and contest was really good, and some players that probably haven't been. In the best of form and now starting to find some form. So yep. my check looked great. Yep. 
Uh, Tom Mitchell and Jack Ginevan played really well. You spoke about Jeremy Howe finding a bit more form. So some good, uh, I think, a confidence booster for Collingwood to now get two more weeks of training in to build their game and then hit the ground running week one of finals. What would you do selection-wise? It's going to be tough. It's funny, Ginevan's first comments almost in his post-game interview were he knows that selection squeezes on and he's got to perform well, well every game from there's here. There's four players to walk back into their best side. So Bo McCreary, Nathan Murphy, uh, Darcy Dacos. Moore and Nick Dacos. There's only two I can think that are automatic outs. Probably Billy Frampton, I think, with uh, Darcy Moore coming back in and then obviously Finn McRae. But the others that were probably on the fringe were um, Tom Mitchell and Ginevan. So they're now playing well. So what does it look like? Who's going to miss out? It's going to be a tough call for the coaching. I'm not sure which way they will go yet. I don't know what it'll look like. Is it Hoskin Elliott or maybe Mitchell? He's been the sub before. Yeah, Lipinski, but he's been pretty good. Is it one of the tools? Do they still stick with Mycheck, McStay and Cox forward? I thought Cox was was particularly late. Um, had some uh, had some moments. So Do you think McStay might miss out? No, I don't think it'll be McStay. No, he's no. too important. No, and you have you have to keep Ginevan in. Yeah, after he has the, to. After the Ginevan Bobby Hill goal celebration, like a that. kiss on either cheek. It was very French. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it for years. We don't see enough kissing out on the ground. Yes, <laughs> and it's uh, been a big talking point. It's this been week. a big talking point. <laughs> I think we should see more of it. And good on him. We saw Hodgie kiss Buddy in the 2014 Grand Final. Yes, just not not enough. So good on you, boys. Yes, <laughs> and the, I thought a big story was Jordan Degali. Like last night, he come back in, had that absolute pop. He is the big. If Collingwood is going to win the premiership this year. He is going to have to be Mr. September, yep. I think. He is going to have to leave. He's, he's got a good record the, in September. He's he, got a good finals record. He has, yeah. And, and on the last day in September, the microscope will fall on him. And I just thought last night, the difference, when he kicked that first goal on the run, it was almost 2018 grand final, winding back the clock. So if he's in that mood and that form, I think he adds such a point of difference to them. But Craig McRae, after the game, Joey, he spoke about the hunger. I feel like the hunger within our group has been questionable, and uh, you know tonight I wouldn't thought you could question that you know, that part of our game. Hey, how was Craig McRae's response when uh, Jack Ginevan got a head high tackle paid yeah. to him? <laughs> He's on the sidelines celebrating. He First got one. one. Finally. He got one. Yep. He doesn't get him very often. They <laughs> no. think he's a bit uh, harshly done by. I saw Scotty Pendle, but he played some time at full forward last night. Joey, maybe yeah. Craig McRae just sort Didn't of. look natural. <laughs> well, <laughs> and he loves the program. And what he's, he's the AFL's leading disposal winner. So he's got 9 million possessions. I don't know how many overhead contested marks he's got, but <laughs> yeah. probably single figures, I think. Hey, but, you um, can ask him on the Jock and Journo podcast, oh, yes. which has made a comeback. Uh, yes, we can. Um, I think Craig McRae's still experimenting with that ahead of September. But um, as you said, the Competition for spots uh, is yeah. through the roof. What about Essendon? So coming off a 126-point loss to the Giants last week, all eyes on them in terms of their response, particularly in the first quarter, and they concede eight straight goals. Joey? Yeah, it's going to leave a bit of taste in their mouth. It's um, hard to see the positives for the year now. Oh, I think there's big questions about the leaders. Who are the leaders of that team? And I'm not talking necessarily about Zach Merrick, because I think he's been excellent this year, but who's the group that are going to drive the club in regards to action and performance and not talk. And, and, you know, last night was really disappointing. You wanted to see the leaders set the tone, and they were probably the ones, I think, that let the team down early in that game. So frustrating. They've still got a fair bit of work to do as yeah, a club. Not necessarily as Brad- individuals. They've got a lot of talent individually. It's as a club and as a unit to be able to play strong footy. Well, that's not- funny. As Brad Scott in his post-match press conference was talking about how they all just need to kind of learn – what an AFL lifestyle is like. And he wasn't potting the players, but he was essentially saying what you're saying, Joey, in that there's just not enough mm. leaders. I mean, there's Zach Merritt, who's been unbelievable, Dyson Heppel and Andy McGrath. But apart from that, there's just not much, you know. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of fallout. We might get to that uh, next. The one moment which stood out for me, and it was highlighted in the broadcast, where Mason Redman, you know, he sort of gets that free kick paid against him deep in the goal square and then bends over, hands on, on knees, and then, like, wasn't even concentrating. And I think it was uh, my check wheels around, kicks a goal. That was the sort of intensity or lack of that probably – you know, really punctuated that whole performance. And after a response, you know, they needed a response. They didn't get it. Essendon fans that I'm tapping into right now are as angry as they have been in a long time. Why? Let's get to that uh, next, Kathy. Yeah, pretty disappointing. Eight quarters to finish season 2023. The Dead Set Legends. We've celebrated Collingwood. Congratulations to them. Their first minor premierships since 2011 after their big win at the MCG last night. But... A lot of the stories also on the Essendon Footy Club, Jay-Z, and what, where to now? Because um, it's been a pretty disappointing fortnight to finish the season. 
and they've got a few list uh, decisions to make as well. I think we've we've uh, we've looked at this Essendon list and some of the high picks and thought, as, as Joey, you know, we've discussed many times. There's a lot of talent there, but they're coming into that fourth season or thereabouts next year, and I, and I think um, some of these Essendon players aren't going to be able to cruise through this summer on reputation or draft picks. So we go back to Perkins, Reed, you know, Nick Cox, he looks like a really talented guy. Does he have the urgency and intensity to really become a leader for this football club, as Joey said? I think that Brad Scott is going to create an uncomfortable environment. Should be. No, that's the Should right Should it be? Way. Absolutely. And I thought on an edge. edge. Yeah. Sorry, as not, the club's been a bit too comfortable, yep. haven't they? They yep. haven't challenged each other enough. Yep. And maybe there's all the drug saga and there's been all that talk about what you know how they've handled the players. But no, there needs to be yeah. a hard edge about their off-season and pre-season. I got the feeling that's what he wants to do, yeah. listening to him in yeah. the post-match presser last night. Well, let's he did. It was There was a really strong statement in it. Let's take a listen and unpack what he means. We need a bigger core group of leaders who can set the example for what the very best look like and what they, they train like. We have had it rammed home to us really clearly that there's a gap between us and the best sides and we have to take extraordinary measures to bridge that gap. We're certainly in a, in a, in a very, very strong position in terms of list management to be able to improve our list. So what well, was extraordinary measures? So for that, what that means for me is that when Essendon start their pre-season training after missing finals again, not winning a final in September for well, the 20th year or whatever it is, 7,000th day, if there aren't 15 Essendon players who set a PB on their 2K time trial, he might really throw the toys out of the cop. Because yeah. you go back 12 months, were there any of those PBs? I'm not sure there were that many, right? So Brad Scott, new coach coming in. I think there will be a huge focus on the shape that they rock up in for their first day of uh, of preseason training. Yeah. I think there's... A- Really menacing. Spot on. Um, and the edginess. Because as you said, if they just continue to roll up and do what they've done every other year, they'll keep being where they finish and they'll yep. miss the eight. So to go yep. past other teams, mm. you have to go to extraordinary measures. You yep. can't just keep doing what you've always done. And so Parrish, he's unsigned at the moment. Um, he wants to stay. Essendon want to keep him. They're a part of money. So if they're about $100,000 a part of money, maybe they've got to meet in the middle. I think that probably be, um, becomes fair enough because if he does go, the compensation pick for him once all the other academy selection picks come in, isn't that attractive anyway? Brandon Zerk Thatcher, I feel like, will be a loss. He's unsigned at the moment. He, what is he, four or five years in, played 80 games or thereabouts, Joey, intercept defender. He's ready to compete at a top level. So if they lose him, I think that would be a backward step for Essendon. So they're going to get busy on that um, trade and uh, draft period, um, or the trade front over the next little bit. Ben Mackay, Sydney has come hard for him, and Hawthorne haven't given up either. So there's more competitive interest uh, interest there for Benny Mackay. It's not certain he will head to Essendon. We've always thought they were the front runner. They need that key defender to stop some of the uh, big key forwards. Zach Reid needs to get his body right to help press for a full-back position. So you're an Essendon supporter. You're watching this next three or four weeks in the build-up to the trade period with real, real interest. Yep. What else have you got for us? Patrick Cripps saw for the um, uh, Carlton GWS game. Still yeah. the stakes so high for GWS, who can get through if the Bulldogs lose. And the arc review of... Wait, Carlton still have Cher and Walsh coming back, but they lose Cripps. Yes, they lose yep. Cripps, sorry. And um, the, the new Schmozzle officer, you're across the Schmozzle officer who's coming <laughs> into the arc review centre. So <laughs> it's going to be like, to How does this work? Well, the senior, there's going to be a, um, a senior person who's going to have direct communication to the <laughs> central field umpire. And if there is a balls up... You're going to hit that big red button. Stop the game. Let's review it. There's a schmozzle here. How long How long have we been reviewing goals for? Serious question. Yeah, a little while. Yeah, Ten years? Yeah, yeah, years. Ten years? Ten yeah. years? Yeah. It's come a long way. It? <laughs> 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 it's only taken ten years to get a schmozzle office yes, in a, place. A big red. And it was quite a schmozzle last week, wasn't it? So no, That poor goal umpire. From, like, I actually feel sorry for yeah. that goal umpire now. Yeah. Like I really do. I was half expecting to see him on that Indian rocket that landed on the moon. He <laughs> 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 needs to get away. Good stuff, Jay-Z. Very good. Enjoy oh, the rest of your and, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. There's another big game. Hawthorne play Frio today. Mm. Yep. North Melbourne play the Gold Coast. Yep. Brisbane play St Kilda. But the biggest game this afternoon yes. 
Jay-Z, the school parents match is on. Yay. And someone oh. who dominated last year, oh. self-appointed, self-voted best on best ground. On <laughs> well, is this I did, today? I, it is today. The big game is today. I haven't had eat. If I'm completely honest with you, I haven't eaten my breakfast yet. I got a little, <laughs> bit, oh, I got a little bit of a butterfly. Limo, we said this last year. If you're best on ground in the yeah. dad's game, you're trying way too hard, man. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Guilty it's actually an embarrassing prize to get. It is. It is. It you're is. that dad that tries way <laughs> Way too hard in the dad's game. Yeah. And Don't I, do it. I think I got it in the cricket game too, so I do take <laughs> it quite seriously. Um, but I did, I tell you what, I did enjoy last year, Joey, playing. Yeah. Well, I was on a halfback flank. It is nice racking it up. <laughs> Go and take the kick Go and take the kick so, I did do that too. So we, we have something yeah. in common. Jay-Z, that's so lame. You can't be a footy journo and then trying your hardest in the day. All right. Good luck, Jay. Good luck. We're behind you. Go get best on ground again. If you want to hear about Jay-Z's game, he's writing his own article on it. It's in the paper this week. Joey, Jay, Kat, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kat, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1, Triple M. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends featuring some sort of drilling that's happening upstairs. <laughs> I don't know, some sort of work's going on in this Triple M building. So that nice little tone going on in the background. Hope you appreciate that. It's doing our heads in here. But let's move on. Um... So, what are I going to talk yeah, about? No, we want to talk about the North, North Melbourne, Melbourne Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Thank yeah. you, Joey. So, North Gold Coast is the biggest game because of the round. North are currently sitting on bottom of the ladder, obviously. Oh, how peaceful is that when the drilling stops for a few seconds? But the question is to tank or not to tank because obviously yeah. we know what's on the line, the number one draft pick. I've always thought that the lottery system should be introduced so that this isn't a conversation. I, yeah, I'm a fan of the lottery system as well, 100%. Uh, I like the way they do it in the NBA. But before we get to the lottery system, I agree with Clarko. I'd be having a close look at these assistance packages or these academies that the northern states get. The Gold Coast Suns in this draft, depending who you talk to, they've got open access to three of the best picks. Yep. Yeah. A minimum top 10. All top 10, yeah. In this draft, it's an absolute joke. Yeah, so we are like, you know, there are people complaining about North Melbourne getting some extra assistance because they finished last for four years on a row in a row. And Clarko's point was, but nobody's complaining that the Gold Coast, yeah. who are on the cusp of being a, a, a finals team with all this young talent, are just going to be handed three top yeah. ten picks I because get, of the way the system works. Yeah, yeah. It's I get, interesting. I get that discussion, but the, the other one I'm talking about is now everyone analysing North Melbourne's performance today, saying are they tanking or not? Like we can just eliminate that discussion by having the lottery system. A hundred percent. That would be. And North Melbourne could go out there today and absolutely try to win. But if you're a North Melbourne fan, I'm saying today, without the lottery system, with what we the current system we have, I'm saying tank. I'm saying lose. If I'm a North Melbourne fan, I don't want to win today. I want to stay on the bottom of the ladder, and I want to get the number one pick. Now I know. That is hard for some people to hear. Well, you haven't sat through 20 losses in a row as a North Melbourne supporter. So that's why it'd be yes, interesting as North yeah. Melbourne supporters, what do they want to see? Well, 13353 is our number here. We'll open it up to everyone. Should North Melbourne tank today or is, does that go against the spirit of the game? Is that the wrong yeah. thing to do? Should they be trying to win? Or should they be tanking? And do you like the sound of the drilling in yes. the background? <laughs> as well. We can do it. Because um, we can keep that on next I week I personally don't really have an issue with them if they lose today, Lima. I think you've got to be pick, thinking big picture. There's, there's mm. no real reward for winning today. But there is no. reward in getting a list that can uh, well, build to win a premiership in the there, years to come. Is, well, what about this, Joey, to play devil's advocate? One of your jobs as a team lower down the ladder at the end of the year is to sell hope. To your fans. Yeah, that's right. Would a win today sell a bit of hope to the fans? More Ooh. hope than Harley Reid. It's interesting, I isn't it? I think you look yeah. at the reaction of West Coast fans last week and a fair few of them were filthy. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. About the Harley Reid well, situation. Well, the if there's some West Coast supporters, they, if they can ring up as well and tell us, were they happy that they won last week or were they sad? Or what yeah. the North Melbourne supporters want to see from their team today. Or if you don't break for them, but have a strong opinion. Adrian in Ashwood, what's your opinion, mate? Should they tank today or not? G'day. So what I would do if I was the North Melbourne coach is I'd play as hard as I possibly could and I'd go out to win the game. And if you're in front at the very end of the game, that's great. But then I'd put all my bench players on the ground 
the score gets reset to zero zero zero, oh. and they lose the game, oh. but still win. Smart, Adrian. <laughs> you have unlocked the code. Well, this is a, that is a stroke of genius. They already did that this year, earlier in the year. Remember, they gave Jeez. Sydney. They were going to win earlier in the year, and they had the extra player out there and gave Sydney Swans the win. Daniel from Geelong, what do you think? Yes, yeah, a bit of foot in both camps, you know. There's a North fan uh, bookending the season. One at the start, one at the end. No one cares about the middle. That'd be nice. But uh, <laughs> pick one and two are pretty hard to resist, aren't they? So are you happy either way? You're saying, Daniel, if they win today, you'll be pumped. But if they don't win, well, you get the you get pick one and probably two. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. it's a win-win situation the, for the Kangas fans. Today. Win-win there, David in Scoresby. What do you reckon? Should they tank or try and win today, North Melbourne? Hey, guys. Yeah, look, I'm a dog supporter, so I'm really surprised that West Coast didn't tank last week, and I think it would be really <laughs> silly if North Melbourne didn't tank this week. Yeah. yeah. Because you want the, see, it's funny, isn't it? That's how, what I think. West Coast fans were pretty gutted. Post came last week, thinking there goes Harley Reid. But this is the problem when you don't have the lottery system. Everyone's just so comfortable. Mm. Jason from Kensington, what do you think? Ah, uh, yeah. Hi. Sometimes I think um, the the difference between one pick to another pick is just so so small that it's just not worth it. If you think back to, I think it was two thousand and seven and the uh, Cruiser Cup, everyone yeah. wanted that that mm. that pick and. Uh, Matthew Cruiser got taken, and who was the best value out of him and Cochin in the end? It's a really good point, Jason, because very rarely has pick one actually been the best player in the draft. It's actually been rare. I think Nick Rewalt maybe has been, but most of the time there's other players that have ended up being better than pick one. So there isn't much difference between pick one and pick two when you look back at history on the end of their careers. Henry from Ringwood, what do you think? Yeah, long-time North supporter. G'day, team. <laughs> G'day, Henry. G'day. And uh, I just think I just think we should go out there, handball it to the opposition, pick it up in the air. You know why? You know why, Joey? Why? Because we've been doing it all bloody years. <laughs> why? Why change? It would actually now? be more annoying, wouldn't it, Henry, if they came out and played awesome today and actually won. You'd be like, where the hell's this been all year? Well, that's true, but hey, pick one. Right. Yeah. Very right. happy with pick one there. Let's go to Richard in Richmond. What do you reckon, mate? Tank or uh, try and win? Oh, I think we've got to go for the win. I, I, I think that that one pick might bear, help us a bit. But in the end, it takes more than a single pick to take us from the bottom of the ladder up to the, uh, the top eight. I think we've got a lot more there. And I think history books count the number of wooden spoons you get. They don't count how many times you came second bottom. Yeah, it's a good, and that's the count of you, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they've got to learn to win. That, if North Melbourne are going to be a good, to- a good team in the future, they have to learn how to win. Hey, what do you think about a wildcard weekend? You've been a fan of this because it's quite interesting now when you look at the ladder as to what it would look like. Well, next let's week. take we a look at the scenario if we had a wildcard weekend, which I'm a fan of. So right now we've spoken about the Western Bulldogs, if they win, are going to have to sit and watch the Giants to find out whether they're going to play finals or not, and ver- vice versa with the Giants watching the Bulldogs. Well, if we had the wildcard weekend, next weekend, 8th v 9th would play each other. So the Dogs and the Giants would actually get to play each other to decide who finishes in the top eight. And I like that idea better. Play yeah. against each other rather than watching another game on TV. Lima. And that's, so that's two eight. teams with a great rivalry they've yes. built over the last few and years. And just whoever wins gets that home ground advantage as the starting point. And the other game, Crows are going to beat West Coast. Yep. So Crows will finish 10th, meaning they would play Sydney so they can oh, get revenge oh, yes. for the goal, so not goal, last weekend. Perfect, Limo. I Adelaide like get their chance to knock off Sydney yeah. to get a spot in the finals. That is karma. I like it. This is what Wild Card Weekend would do. Yep, no, I'm I'm turning into a fan. It would be awesome if we had that uh, unfolding next weekend. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. You two love your basketball as well, don't you? So you'll be keeping a close Indeed. eye on the Basketball yes. World Cup. Well, yes. Australia, they got their World Cup campaign off to a winning start, beating Finland 98-72. Peter Hawley, former NBL champion, of course, and host of the NBL Today podcast, joins us on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Peter, good start. How do you see it from your point of view? Obviously, Paddy Mills leading the charge, 25 points, 8 rebounds. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, I think, what we expected in the second half, especially after the first quarter, the Boomers. Had a few nerves, rightly so. All these games matter now. Every point matters in, in the group stages. And you kind of see that at the start with, with how things were shaking off. But once they locked in defensively, the Boomers did what we should expect from them. And that's put away a Finland side that outside of, I guess, Laurie Markinen 
and uh, the point guard Salen. They're, they're pretty thin talent-wise. So it was a good first hit-out, but now the big test on Sunday night. And, Pete, before we get to Sunday's game against Germany, um, Paddy Mills, he is our leader, of course. He'd just been a bit shaky in the lead-up games, but found his best form last night. Yeah, and we expect that. All the lead-up games, uh, technically, well, they don't really mean anything. So he's, he's a bright lights player, and we saw that last night. And, uh, I mean, you, you can attest to that. When, when the games matter, you're going to step That's up and, and understand <laughs> and do and do what needs to be done. And everyone talks about it being Josh Giddy's team. Josh Giddy's going to run the team. But I don't think Paddy's ready just to step away from being that lead guy just yet. He's still got a couple of major tournaments left in him. And uh, we're going to continue to ride Paddy because we have for years. And we're going to bring home a gold medal. We're going to need more uh, performances like that. Uh, we love him. There's no doubt about that. What about injury issues? Josh Green and Chris Goulding, how are they looking? Yeah, it was interesting. We didn't see Josh Green at all in the first quarter. I'm wondering whether maybe he, his knee didn't warm up as well or his, what, his elbow didn't warm up as well as he wanted and they kind of waited because Josh Green's going to be an integral part of the rotation. Chris Goulding, I can kind of see him being needed in, in games. Maybe it's like the Germany game or uh, the Japan game where he's going to come in for those spot minutes and really break the game open. Unfortunately, the hardest thing is when you've got a roster where everybody's deserving of some big minutes, you've got to find out where all those minutes fit. And the, the key that I took out last night is Dante Exum kind of changed the game in the second quarter, but how do you find more minutes for him when he's going to be playing behind Josh Kitty, Paddy Mills and Josh Green? They're all in the same spot. So it's kind of everybody's fighting out for what minutes, but that's the beauty of a World Cup. They play every two days, so not much rest. Everybody's going to be needed at some point, so as long as they're healthy, they'll be good to go. And we need to find our very best form to take on Germany. They are one of the toughest teams. How are we going to go tomorrow? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. They, they looked awesome last night against Japan, and uh, they've obviously got Dennis Schroeder. Uh, with, he was at the Lakers uh, point guard, and then the Wagner brothers, uh, they're young and upcoming, playing for Orlando, and then Daniel Tice, he's been bouncing around the league, and the centre position, they're just going to be really tough and hard-nosed. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. That's kind of a match-up that I expect, like the Josh Green, the T-Style, to, to get up and in on um, uh, Franz Wagner and um, Dennis Schroeder. So that's going to be one where defence really shines through. I'm hoping the referees allow it to be a little more physical than it was yesterday. A lot of ticky-tack fouls, which you don't see too often in uh, international play. So if they let some physicality go, which we hope so, That'll play into the Boomers' hands, and they should be able to get a win. And looking to the bigger picture, Pete, down the track, are we good enough to beat the US? Do you think we have a genuine chance to win this gold medal? Oh, I always do, because you just can't go past that, that culture, what the Boomers have. It's by far the, the best one uh, on the international stage with what it means to represent your country. When you look at the US, it's kind of put your hand up and you're going to play. Um, to me, it might, might sound crazy. I'm not sure I have the US as the runaway favourites just yet. I think Canada are going to be really tough to beat. Uh, with Shay Gildas Alexander, the OKC point guard, and Giddy's teammate running the show, they smacked France by 30 last night, which not many expected. That was we all thought would be a close game, but USA loaded with talent. They are the favourites in everybody's mind. I don't put anything past the Boomers because they've been there and done that. And fever basketball is always going to be different in the heat of it. So I'm always going to back them. It's going to be harder without Jock Landau, but if they can get a good win, a good performance against Germany. They're getting closer and closer to getting that crack. Oh, it's an exciting World Cup. Still so much to play out. Peter, appreciate your time this morning, and hopefully we'll chat again uh, next week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Good on you. I bought an OKC singlet for the young fella. Oh, yes. A couple of weeks ago, just to fire him up. How'd it go down? He he loved it. He's very happy. I mean, he doesn't really know who Josh Giddy is, but that education will will start when the season uh, gets underway. What about, is Noah into basketball? He loves everything, yeah. He's into basketball. He got uh, For his birthday, he got a Steph Curry singlet. Sort of cliche Steph Curry, but we'll (laughs) get him out of that one soon enough. Is he a Who do you support in the NBA? No, I don't have a team. I'm sort of one of the... I love the NFL, love the NBA, but I don't have a team. I just enjoy watching the good players. I'm um, the size. I follow the Aussies in the NBA. Yeah, so I don't... Yeah, yeah, which is why I'm on OKC now. sports don't float your boat? Because you, you two watch you, a lot. You know what? I'm like, just, what can you pass on? Baseball. Yeah, I can pass on baseball. And, too. and I love I love cricket. I can sit through a five-day test match, but just something about baseball just hasn't ever really grabbed me. Yeah, mm. I'm not a massive baseball fan. Um, I don't really follow the soccer too closely either. Yeah, true. So, yeah, the American sports and uh, and the footy, obviously. The basketball enjoy too. So he's doing some NBL again. So the NBL's heating up as well. So we might get Pete Hawley back on. You'll be commentating the NBL yeah, again. Yeah, some more NBL again this year. Yeah, Melbourne United have, have recruited well, so another big season coming up. All right, very you're, nice. You're a United man too, aren't you? Melbourne United? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm United.
But yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, an, I'm on my uh, Chelsea as well. I love to see. I love my soccer too. Yeah, you are. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Chelsea yeah. man. Sport a bit, enough. a bit of everything. Sport nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sport junkie. Hey, and you're off to the MCG soon to watch your Marty Hawks play the Dockers. We've still got plenty more to come up in the second hour, though. Rusty's going to join us, and Dan Ricardo. He's a big story this morning because yes. he crashed out. Unfortunately, I think he's got a broken hand. So we're going to ask Rusty all about that and preview the rest of round 24, the last round of the regular season. And in the AFL, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Lemo. Joey J, Kath, Lemo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. And it's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, good morning. <laughs> Triple M Set Set Legends with uh, Joey at Lemo today and someone doing works next door. If you hear that drilling, yep, something's There's, going on. The renovation's happening upstairs. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is it upstairs? Do you I think? saw two dudes get in the lift this morning with me. Right, and they were going to the work. next floor up, so. You would think someone's had the conversation over. Yeah, we're a radio station, so we're on air a lot. So yeah. maybe try work the works around <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah. anyway, if you could build a new office right above our studio yeah. Saturday morning, <laughs> that'd be nice great. Nice little drilling for your background <laughs> noise while you're driving it, around. I just got it turned off for you. <laughs> so let's keep rolling. See, good on you, Joey. Well done. Oh, oh, <laughs> <that. laughs> yes. Hey, oh, yeah. exciting news this week. Kiss might be uh, doing the halftime. Are they still trying to work through that. I believe it's going to be Kiss. Oh, oh. I just still. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. About Trust that. me, I mean I'm, you know, I'm down with Kiss, but it's going to look. It's not going to be Robbie Williams, is it? But it's going to look weird, Kath, during the day. You know when you see someone like on a Saturday morning doing a walk of shame. Yeah. Or you <laughs> see someone out from the night before. That's what Kiss will look like out on the ground <laughs> during the daytime. It's a nice day too. You know, the yeah. makeup oh, spilling. The makeup could start to melt. I am hearing though, I was just hearing some, I'm thinking of the Murmings this morning, there's going to be a battle between the NRL and the AFL who gets the ban. So Crowded House and even Ed Sheeran may be up for grabs, but there's a battle on with the NRL. Who's if you're going to an get the artist, are you going, well, you're probably going who pays more, but... Yeah. Are you also taking into consideration, I mean, playing at night and the NRL grand well, final entertainment an always now. looks it, so much better because it is the nighttime factor. It's something we have to consider. It yeah. makes a massive difference to the artists. Yep. The artists want to perform at night. Mm. It just creates a better atmosphere. And yep. it's, I, can, I can speak for comedy as well. Comedy's much better at night than right. during the day. So imagine if we lose a big performer, they choose the NRL because of their scenario playing a night grand final because yep. we're stuck in the, in the old 1930s playing a 2 o'clock in the afternoon day grand final. Yeah. Should be people hate change, don't they? <laughs> people I, do hate change. It is. Um, it's it's weird. At the minimum, it should be a twilight. Do you think Collingwood are going to be there at the grand final? Oh, they have to beat Melbourne. For, I think whoever wins out of Melbourne Collingwood first final, which is how I think it'll pan out. Yep. that team will be in the grand final. Hey, well, they did what they needed to do last week, last night rather, and the, oh, the drilling has stopped. How much more peaceful is it when the drilling stops? Let's take a look at the. Final round of the home and away season. Well, we've got one game down, and that is Collingwood's 70-point win over Essendon. But today the action kicks off at the MCG. Lemo, you are going. I'm Joey, you are calling. Fox, yeah. So you two will mm. be there. The Hawks are the Fremantle. Who are we tipping? Oh, the Hawks. the Hawks. Yeah, yes. they're playing some good footy. They are. They pushed Melbourne last week, as you touched on earlier. It was a good game. And without John Newcomb in the team. And Mitch Lewis. And uh, Mitch Lewis and Brandon Ryan back this week as well. So I think the Hawks yep. should so get up there today. I'm very intrigued as well. At the same time, North Melbourne taking the Gold Coast Suns in Tassie. And we know Ooh. what is on the line here. So whether the uh, Kangaroos get the job done or whether the Gold Coast Suns get the job done. Yep, and then uh, St Kilda Brisbane is later, which mm. I'm looking forward to. That's going to be an interesting game. You've tipped against game. the Saints, but yeah, there I could do be think an upset here. There could be. They're quietly confident. They've just rested Max King, but I think Brisbane will get the job done at home. Mm. And then tonight, the big one. So Geelong B, Bulldogs. I think if you're a neutral, you want the Bulldogs to win so that it yes. sets up uh, a pretty epic Sunday, the final day of the regular season. And given the Cats out, you probably back the Dogs. They but should. The Dogs have to win. There, there'll be big fallout, Kath, I would think, if they don't win this game. The way it sets up with so much on the line with uh, what they've been through the last two weeks, losing to Hawthorne and the West Coast Eagles. 
Yep. They just have to get the job done. And if they don't, Limo, I think there'll be some some sort of fallout in regards to what the conversations will be, whether it's the coach or the playing list or what it is, because it will tell us a lot if they can't knock off this Geelong team they've got playing tonight for a spot in the finals. Yeah, absolutely. So Bulldogs win tonight. They go into, into the, the eight. eight. Yep. Then GWS have to beat Carlton, Carlton tomorrow. To, make to return to the eight. To yep. return to the eight. Now, let's say they don't, Right. Can we, As in the Bulldogs can, don't win? Or? Let's say G, the Bulldogs win and GWS don't, don't yep. right? Sydney are going to make the eight. Yep. And they were gifted two games this year. They had a bit of luck. Both on technicalities. And now, as a result, GWS are the innocent victim of that because Sydney should be eight points down and I mean, GWS should be in the eight. That's a little bit more spice to the next time those so two the, teams the games play. you're referring to was the interchange infringement early in the year I, against North Melbourne yes. when really North should have won that, that game. That was unbelievable when you look back on that. You think we how lucky game, Sydney we? were to get away with that. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, a goal that was called that wasn't uh, <laughs> other way around. It was called a point that was a goal. So they've been, they've been gifted two mm. this year, and it's going to push GWS potentially – out of the finals. Yep. Yep. Mm. We'll wait and see how it unfolds. Uh, West Coast beat Adelaide tonight up to stadium. Really looking forward to seeing this because I think it'll be a full house. Uh, Eagles supporters want to farewell their trio. Shannon Hearn, Luke Shuey and Nick Nat. Shuey and Hearn playing, so that's going to be a must watch. And then tomorrow, so Port v Richmond at Adelaide Oval. You'd imagine Port get the job done. Pretty sure they will. They'll they've keep got rolling. so much on the line. Tigers have checked the out, top I think. Four. Yep. yep. Sydney v Melbourne's going to be a tough one to pick at the SCG in the middle Sunday game, Joey. That's probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah, that will be a good one. I've got a bit more faith in Melbourne. Just looking at Sydney's, you spoke about, Limo, the the luck, but their last nine games, so they've won seven and a half of those nine, but they haven't played anyone above them in that nine-game streak. So the teams before that, they weren't able to beat teams like St Kilda and Carlton and Brisbane. So not sure if they are right up there to challenge those top four or five teams, but we'll know more Tomorrow afternoon. But I think it's Buddy's farewell, which will be a special occasion at the SCG too. But I think Melbourne will get the job done. He's doing a lap of honour, isn't he, Buddy? Yeah, which is nice. Uh, Adam Simpson, how many – will he last the full week next week? Will he make it to the close of business Monday? There's now talk that he might be staying on. It's a saga that we're not right. I would love to be a fly on the wall in all these board meetings What's and just how, how, it's, how much they've changed their opinion throughout the year and where they sit right now. Yep. Um, mm. Final game of the season, AFL have scheduled this beautifully. It's Carlton v GWS, 6-10 bounce down at Marbles Stadium. And I think you're just going to have to wait until tomorrow afternoon to get a good gut feeling about this game because so much can change well, between now said, and then. Hopefully the Bulldogs do their part and win tonight and make it a live game and see yep. if the Giants can play to win. And if they can, and Carlton have got really nothing to play for, they can't move from a home final, the Giants should be going in pretty confident. No Paddy Cripps, um, playing some good footy. Chera and Walsh do. Chera and Walsh are back in and McGovern, but Sam Taylor will play on Charlie Kernow. So it's going to be a, a cracking game, a Sunday night game. Which yep. um, I'm going to enjoy. Yep. If, but if Sydney happened to win well, Carlton could be playing for a home final. Could they drop two if Saint, spots? If St Kilda wins. Yeah. If St Kilda, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. 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 If yeah. Saints beat So there could be something up for grabs. Potentially. It's still pretty dramatic, even though Adelaide lost that game. There's still so many scenarios, isn't there, in, the, mm. in round 24. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. It is Greg Russ from the Rusty's Garage podcast. You can listen to it for free on the Listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Been dying to chat to you because big story this morning, obviously with the F1's back, Dan Ricciardo's crashed out of practice in the Netherlands. Yeah, um, and it means that he is out of uh, the race cap tomorrow morning and, and qualifying tonight our time and likely that he'll miss the Italian Grand Prix at Monza next week as well. So it's a yeah. it's an awkward sort of scenario involving um, the Aussies. Oscar Piastri had gone off at turn three there in the Netherlands. It's a very cool, old-school, uh, banked corner. And when the car came sort of down from the barriers on, on the road, it didn't really leave much in the way of options for Dan. It was either hit Oscar or hit the wall. And when he's hit the wall, he hasn't let go of the steering wheel by the looks of it um, quick enough. And it's it's broken his left hand. So uh, he's okay. It's in a cast. Um, enter Liam Lawson, the young Kiwi who was overlooked for the drive when they gave it to, to Dan. So he's now in for qualifying tonight and the race tomorrow. God, this emotional roller coaster is too much for me in F1. How quickly things can change. <laughs> oh, it really is. Uh, let's move to the supercars, Rusty. Another week and another series of driver moves in the silly season or musical chairs. Who's in? Who's out? 
Limo, just like you uh, in the media, mate, you know, shuffling people out of big gigs. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Good one, You're a hard man. <laughs> uh, in short, Richie Stanaway, who left the sport kind of disenchanted a couple of years ago, has got a second chance. He did that wild card with Greg Murphy at Bathurst last year. He's driving with Shane Van Gisbergen this season in the Enduros. He has been confirmed as David Reynolds' replacement at the at the Melbourne-based Penrite Racing. A lot of people think that uh, that Reynolds is headed to uh, to pair up with Mark Winterbottom at Team 18. So yeah, a bit of movement and more to come, Limo. Arguably the most we have seen in the pit lane, uh, you know, in supercars in many many seasons. Interesting, Rusty. And uh, just lastly, I hear there's a young Aussie who's blowing them away in the US in the motocross, but we haven't heard much about him in the mainstream media. This is our chance to, I guess, shine a bit of a light on this, maybe an impassioned plea to, to colleagues in mainstream. So his name's Jet Lawrence. He's 20 years of age. He comes from the Sunshine Coast. He's already got, um, you know, from his time in America, the first tier of the sport. He's got titles in motocross and supercross in the 250 class. He's already wrapped up the premier 450 in motocross. And the stats are unbelievable. 20 straight moto wins, so 20 straight race wins, and 10 straight round wins. So he is arguably the best rider in the world at the moment. And the comparison you could kind of draw is is Chad Reed, who was a, a megastar going back to the early to mid-2000s there. So, yeah, I hope we, we make a bit more noise about this kid because he's properly talented. Hey, we can do that when we chat to you and also on the Rusty's Garage podcast. See you, gang. Love it to talk to you today. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Still plenty more to come on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We've got Limo's Top Five. Can you give us a little hint? Give us a little teaser? Uh, it is inspired by a an AFL retirement this week. Okay. Mm. Phil Davis's retirement? Uh, not quite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who else? Who else retired this and week? Someone who played their last game last night. Oh, voila. Yeah. Okay. Love it. That's coming up next is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Limo. Joey J, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey J, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1, Triple M. It is time for Limo's Top 5, but it's a top 10 today. It is, And triggered by someone's retirement. You gave us the clue. That's right. And you guessed it, Kath. Anthony McDonald, Tippin' Woody. So this is today's top five slash (laughs) ten. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's Limo's Top 5. AFL cult figures. This will be a good one. Yeah. And Anthony McDonald, Tippin' Woody, obviously. when, when When you get a song, you know you're a cult figure. What a yeah, great song. It makes me a bit stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Very fast-paced. Mosh pit. It is uh, good gear, but you do know you're a cult figure when you have a song written about you. Coming in at number 10, Eddie Betts, a yes. great cult figure. Paul Kelly wrote a song about it. I remember the old ones are travelling. Slightly different vibe to the yes. different Woody yeah, song. me every step of the way. Good gear there from... Uh, Paul Kelly, but Eddie Betts at number 10. Yeah, loved good. at Carlton and at the Crows. Strong start. Uh, number nine, Fraser Gehrig. The G-Train. Yeah, He was a cult hero. He was indeed. We cut his mullet off on before the game Oh, once. really? What? I don't know if you can remember that. Yeah, because he was rocking a wild he mullet did. for years, and we cut it off on uh, on before the game. He's on in for a green to do that. I can't believe he let us do it. Uh, another... Massive cult figure from the Western Bulldogs, Danny Southern. Yes, speaking of mullets. He was a wild unit, old uh, Danny Southern. Coming in at number seven, Austin Wanamiri uh, at the Melbourne uh, yes. Football Club. Yep. Massive cult figure there. Coming in at number uh, coming in at number six. Oh, can you guess who it is? Let's hear the audio. Big Shane Mumford. Shane Mumford. <laughs> no, no idea what he was up to there. Yeah. Uh, Current number five, also retired this week, Nick Natanui. Yes, love Nick Nat. You know you're a cult figure when, and this is a true story, 
he more than once police pulled him over just to get his autograph. <laughs> Imagine driving through town. But Not again. Cops are pulling you out. What have I done now? Did you listen to his retirement presser and when he said how his nieces and nephews get embarrassed when he tries to hold their hand walking away from oh, school? I and missed he said, that. And he said to them, do you know how much people would pay to hold <laughs> <Yeah>. his hand? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, not many bigger in Perth than uh, Nick Natanui. Coming in at number four, uh, probably a little bit biased here, but former Hawk Matt Spanger. Matty Spanger, the, the, you've got the, number the, four on the cold hero list. The Jesus Christ lookalike <laughs> premiership player. Hey, these lists are devised. To, you know, to do Carry on with your yep. top yeah. five of your Hawks cap on. You're literally wearing a Hawks cap. As uh, <laughs> number three, Cameron Ling. I've yeah. thrown in here. He was the, number three. He was the unofficial mayor of Geelong okay. yep. uh, for a number of years, Lingy. Uh, number two, Ivan Marich. <laughs> yep. Had, Big that, Ivan. had that great mullet. But the number one. Cult hero in the AFL era, Jake the Push-Up King. Oh, yes. Oh, there's a dust on in the middle. Oh, three on one. Oh, three on four is starting to get involved. Push-Up. 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 He's decked him. He was twice his bloody size. Look at Push-Up go. That's what he's in the side for, Gary. He's still going. Look at little Jake the Snake. That's a good one. Uh, he was, was at a, the footy last week, wasn't he? Yes, he was. It was a tough list to put together, and a special mention to Brian Strawn. Uh, made Strawny. famous on before the game, the Collingwood hero, Brian Strawn, yeah. who might be coming out of retirement. Really? Oh, a thing in the paper today. Strawny. Yeah, no, I don't know what sort of shape he'd be and how fit he'd be. Guys, fans, well, they've read in the finals, so Strawny's putting his hand up. He's yeah, ready to play again. Hey, so. good top 10 or top 11. I like it. <laughs> hey, Joey, so you've taken matters into your own hands this week and you've got us a new guest for Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Well, I do, Kath Lemo, because not only springtime we're getting to finals footy, but it means the good horses are coming back. The good races are coming. That's right, Leroy. So that means we need someone to give us some tips, Kath. We don't have Emma Friedman anymore, so we need someone. And I've found someone, this man, Joshy McLaughlin from Jig Racing. He is the hottest tipster in the country at the moment. He's tipped nine of the last 11 winners, and he joins us on the show. He's going to be part of the Triple M family over the spring. He's already doing some stuff with the Rush Hour boys in South Australia, Lemo. Yep. Welcome, Josh, to the Triple M Dead Set Legends in Melbourne. Uh, nice to have you on the show. Good to be on. Good to be on with you, boys. And um, you've certainly put the heat on me early here, Joey. <laughs> yes. Well, we want to get uh, the the people that want to have a little, just a little punt on the weekend with the good races coming in. We want to keep it nice and simple. You're doing some wonderful things, jigracing.com. You can check out all the results, but you do have a couple of bets for us today at Mooney Valley. Some each way odds at a bit of value. Yeah, look, it's a track that we normally try and steer away from, mate, wherever we sort of can. But I think there's a little bit of value in the back end of the card. I think the best bet on the program is Race 10, uh, Red Hot Nick. Just like this horse, the way that it maps is a heap of pace in the race. It's probably about five litres. This horse has jumped out beautifully on two occasions leading into this. Two from two at the track and distance. And I think at around $7 still on offer. I think that's a great little each-way play, mate. That's a nice bet each-way. Have you got something at a bit more value for those that just want to have a little play? You don't like seven to one? That's a nice <laughs> odds. Anything with double figures. You got something for us, double figure odds? <laughs> no, look I, thought, um, look, I thought that was probably the best play of the day. But I think in the feature race, which is race eight, I think one's been missed down the bottom in hypothetical. Um, there's a couple of horses that have been scratched out of this which are sort of key runners I think from gate 5 we'll just get the suck run here about 4 4th or 5th in running I think there'll be a bit of a hassle up on up front and around $13 made I think it's sort of more of a sort of a 1 the win 3 the place type play Now Josh Joey has given you a massive pump up in here massive pump up he's talked about your incredible strike rate now, I know you're not going to reveal all of your secret herbs and spices, but what sort of work goes into this? Do you watch every single race in the country every week multiple times? Uh, no. Right. No, and if I did, I would, you know, I, I think I'd be in a home somewhere with a straitjacket on. It's just, too much work to, it's just too much work to do. Now, I predominantly just work on Victoria, and in general, probably my best sort of strike rate with horses is maidens and young two- and three-year-olds because I'm a bloodstock agent by trade and that's sort of my whole goal is to be trading horses out of Australia and spotting them early and then hopefully sending them to Hong Kong for big overs. And that's sort of, 
you know, I'm not Robinson Crusoe when I do that. But I just think if you're concentrating on New South Wales, Queensland, Western Australia, it's just too much work. So Victoria for me, Singapore and a bit of Hong Kong. That's it. You've got one for us in Singapore. You're an expert there. You've got a best bet for the weekend, Singapore. Yeah, I think the best bet all weekend, Joe, is in race two tomorrow at Singapore, Lord's Command. Uh, he was formerly known as Charlatan in Sydney. Very, very good horse. Um, and he gets into a maiden. He'll be no spoils at the price, but I think he'll be winning. And while I don't think my horse is a good thing in the group one tomorrow, Golden Monkey, I certainly think that he's a Quinella play with a gun horse there, Limbs Kosciuszko in race 11. Well, thank you for your time, Josh. We'll keep in touch with you over the spring, of course, if you do want to jump on board. Have a look at jigracing.com or the Jig Racing app at Google Play and Apple Store. Appreciate your time, Josh. We'll speak to you again in coming weeks. Great to chat, lads. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Joey, can you start today? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm giving my wife a little clip. So this, no. so during the week. <laughs> can't do that. Yeah, this is funny, Kath. They, they went, she took the kids. <laughs> this is the forum for it, by oh, the she way. She took the kids. If you've got relationship issues, get it out on the radio. She took the kids to time zone during the week, midweek, just for, just a, as a little yeah. treat for them, an, an activity. And they had a special deal because it was midweek and everyone else at school. So it was like $20 and you could play all the games you want. But the catch was you don't get any of the tickets to be able to get the prizes. So that she thought, I'll do that. I'll take the oh, tight-ass deal and just let them yes, play. Yes. Florence managed to play this game and got this, like, gold ball jackpot thing. Like, literally like it was the pokies going off. Yeah. She would have won a 1,000 tickets. Oh, no. But because Aaron took the deal where you don't get oh. any tickets, they could have had any toy in the time zone. You should see my boy Noah. He's so oh. flattered, Mum. Did so she they didn't feel get, bad? Yeah, she felt a little bit bad. Oh. So they didn't get any prizes because they took. she took the tight-ass $20 oh. all you could spend. That did deserve like, Give me a spell, yeah, Aaron. The kids are shattered. They could have got the big teddy bear. I've got one, actually. My mum was in town uh, a couple of weeks ago now, and she went um, to Mountford's. Do you know that shoe, shoe store in the city? Anyway, right. she bought these shoes, which were $240, yes. and she wanted walking shoes, comfortable walking uh, shoes. Right. And they looked like the shoes people wear in retirement homes and they cost her 240 bucks. And I said, Trees, you cannot wear them. You cannot. As long as you're my mother, you cannot wear those shoes. Anyway, so I had to take them back to Mountfords and get the refund. So give me a spell, Trees. Just pick better shoes next time. You won't waste all our time. Nana Kath had to wander into Mountfords yes. with her new walking shoes. Uh, I've got to give me a spell for the uh, former US President Donald Trump who had his mugshot taken during a week. Oh, yeah. No one does oh, a mugshot like me. Amazing mugshot. It was incredible. <laughs> Some people say it's the greatest mugshot ever taken. He, uh, but, he did, but Donald Trump did after he had his mugshot. Which is amazing to think that he's, had a, he's been uh, processed and everything, but this is what he had to say afterwards. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. Everybody knows it, except the people that arrested me. <laughs> the people that fingerprinted me. I and took the you had this Trump impersonation in you. Oh, Very yeah, good. I've got to love it. My son actually does a pretty good Trump impersonation. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Record it next time. We'll I've play trained it next him week. well. Leroy, time for this. Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Four and 20. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. Mate, you are a legend. Just a little shout-out to Nina Kennedy, who won the pole vault gold medal at the World Aths Championships. If you saw it during the week, she tied with Katie Moon, the American. They shared the gold medal, Limo. They decided mm. to not take on each other to share and tie for the gold. How do you sit with that? I know it's nice, and they, they, called, it a it hug, nice they called it a hug of war. Yeah, hug and a kiss. About, I don't know. I just... Feel like you should no, be going. You don't share. You just take the gold. I feel like you should be going for gold at a world championships. I know. I know. Agreeing to a draw is quite popular at the smaller meets they have during the year. Yeah. But world champs, you got to go for gold. Anyway, sticks as a gold medal, Leroy. So I'm giving yeah. her my dead set legend of the week. Well done. Hey, good show. You two enjoy the rest of your weekend. Saturday Rub is up next. It's been Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Captain Lima. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Sportsbet. With Sportsbet's Bet With Mates new chat feature, you can now bet and banter all in the one place. So bet with mates chat now. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. These legends will be back next week. It's like Adele Santa Montana one, two, back in the day. <laughs> 